I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is a crowd podcast. How'd you prepare for Lomachenko? Just before he buzzed me in the first fight. I was told that you used to deliver tickets on fight day. Fistful of crawlers. The Rocky Belt, as they say. Let's go best one. You've never seen a police presence like it in your life. Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Hello, Deck. Good morning, George. How the devil are you? I am brilliant. Yeah, How are you? You say that every time without me thinking about it. I do. I'm okay. I'm mediocre. No, 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 no. Okay, no. sorry. Now I'm absolutely great. Yes. Actually, do you know why I'm mediocre? I've got a line bike down here. I got one of the bloody seats, the one where the saddle goes up and down, right? What's that called? Remember, we had no name for it. My memory was jogged on the cycle that we asked people to get in touch. Chris Billum Smith got in touch, and his suggestion was the Hassan and Dam. Remember Hassan and Dam Jakam, the Cameroonian boxer based in France? Because when he boxed Kid Chocolate, he got dropped six or seven times, and he kept getting up again. And it's funny, because when you get one of those bikes, you go, oh, damn. I got one of these. The Assam and Dam. So it's called the Indam Jakam. Anyway, so that's why maybe I'm not, you know, full of the joys of spring. I mean, it's not spring yet either, but in answer to your question, it's fine. Let's should we move on from that. I want to know one thing, Deck. Oh, God. One thing only. Okay, yep, ready. I've got one question and one question only. Yeah, what is it? What could it be? How do you become an oh, elite club member? I knew you were going to say that. Do you know what you need to do? Hit the follow button. What sort of follow button are we talking about? In the app. In the podcast now. app. Hit the app. And then, because the thing is, if you be more followers, bigger names, bigger guests. Yes. Better names, bigger guests. Whatever. Just f- please follow us. And have we had any listener interaction? This we week? have. We've had a few. We had a message from Chris Gilbert. He said, I hope this gets read. That's it. No, not really. That was the first sentence. Chris Gilbert said, I hope this gets read. So, Chris, your wish hopes are, is our uh, command. Achieved, yeah. yeah, so that's tick. I just want to say this podcast is class. Imagine this had been, he just nailed us and said this is rubbish. Yeah. Anyway, I've been listening <laughs> to it since the start of the year and I'm loving it. It's unique and so interesting. Big love to George Groves. What a legend of a bloke. Not not a word for me, Chris, but thanks, mate. I'm not going to dispute that. Did you have anyone hitting you up, so to speak? Well, there was a message that came in from Lee Lennon Coates. Oh, LL, LLC. LL Cool C, I call it. <laughs> <laughs> he says, any chance of a dive into how contracts work? Oh, Lee Lennon Coates, I'll stop you right there in your tracks. Do you know why? 
We've done this. We've done this one. We get one of your old contracts and go through it with Neil Sibley, your your lawyer. He's never done any media before. No. Any interviews, any podcast, Neil Sibley. Why? Because he's a lawyer and they're not usually allowed to talk. It costs too. It's too expensive. His hourly yes, rate as well, rate, which yeah. he reveals on the pod. <laughs> so Lee Lennon Coates, I mean, it means he's he's got a good analytical mind, LLC. So yeah, but we're one step ahead here, mate. We did it. He might be on the verge of turning pro himself. Yeah. If you need so, a good lawyer. Get in touch with Neil Sibley. But before then, so you know, Neil knows his stuff. Listen to the podcast with Neil Sibley. Yeah, be about should. contracts. Yeah. Do you know who we've got coming in today? It's Million Dollar. Oh, it's the and boy Lee Crawler. It's the boy Crawler. Should we get him on? I think we need to get him in right. Let's get him up. in. So today we have someone who's referred to as the nice guy of boxing. Yeah. <laughs> Can you have a nice guy in boxing? Well, well I'm sure we'll find out. Hey, eh? <laughs> it's the former WA lightweight champion, Anthony Million Dollar Crawler. Nicest guy in I'm the club. He's the I, nicest guy in I'm the club. I'm not sure about that, but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, mate. Good to How see you. How you doing? You boys. good? Yes. All good, boys. Um, good to see you. And um, yeah, good to be here in Ricky's place. We're doing a road trip to Manchester. We've got Ricky Hatton. We're like, who else can we get? We need Crawler. We cannot yeah. come to Manchester without getting Crawler. Nah, he's a nice that. guy. He he's won't tell nice us down. Say no. <laughs> but tell us why, if we were here last week, why you wouldn't? Why we wouldn't have been able to get you? I was only in Lapland, one I? It's only in Lapland. <laughs> being a, being a great dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I was? I was I, very nearly though oh, I was mad I nearly wrapped the family up on a husky ride I was the driver and I'm not just a clip to tree like no. clip to tree honestly yeah and it just but we managed, managed to like pull it back and then it was all plain sailing but um, I was on do you know the snowmobiles no word of a lie no word of a lie I was on it obviously you're in like sort of a line and stuff like that and like two snowmobiles in front of me I just saw this like like a human cannonball. Some woman has only gone over the handlebars, like I genuinely mean it, flipped the snowmobile, <laughs> flew through the air and just hit the deck and everyone just like stopped and it was like, whoa, what the, do you know what I mean? So then I got off, jogged over and this woman's like, oh, just getting up and I'm like, are you all right, love, you know? She's going, I'm not the best. I'm going to go and her husband, that was her husband who was behind her and um I've got a bad nervous laugh, me. But when I see she's <laughs> all right, I sort of said, "Oh, you are. How are you going to get back?" He went, "Oh, I'm a husband, Dal Javer." I said, "What the hell? What was bad to plan me?" But I just, it was only a nervous laugh. Obviously, it wasn't funny. But <laughs> Jesus, yeah, she buried herself in the snow. She did, and oh I actually drove a snowmobile back. Yeah, because <laughs> um, other than you laughing, tow it back. yeah, yeah, yeah I did like a right, real nice guy. Hey, yeah, nice guy. Yeah. Other than the laugh, the nervous yeah. laugh. Yeah, yeah. you gotta be careful. Santa might have heard you. Yeah, yeah don't no. Any presents. We, we just seen him that day, actually. As well, <laughs> Is so you're right. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we often we often say like what what you've been up to. I don't think anyone will top that story, do you? No, ah, saving damsels in distress. Yeah, in yeah. Lapland, and I got it on the snowmobile safe, and yeah. <laughs> and here we are. You're doing a lot of traveling because when you, if you're doing the media stuff or taking half a dozen fighters out on shows, you're out all the so, time, aren't you? Ah, uh, totally. Well, a week I had Rhiannon Dixon on first on in Leeds at like one thirty no no two fifteen and then I had Sahirik Balan in Liverpool on a non T V show. He was about ten thirty, eleven PM. So yeah, it, I was in between them both, in between them both. But sounds yeah. like you, Dick, trying to get two yeah. stories, yeah, two stories, yeah, yeah, All over the shop, yeah. So no, busy that, but it is with the traveling, like with the gyms and stuff like that, and then doing like obviously I see you all the time at like 
the odd media weeks and stuff like that you you back forth and stuff so yeah so we your last fight frank urguiaga yes how many years ago that's two three three years over ago over three now yeah so three generally now we see you and george on tv together How's it been the last the last three years? Do you know what? I always feel guilty a little bit when people go, oh, do you miss it? And I go, no, not really. I don't. But I'm still very much a part of it, whether it be with George or whoever, you know, on the media side of things. Whether, I mean, I've got a coach now, so I've got an handful of fighters, half dozen fighters. So I'm still around the gym. You still have that buzz that, you know, you still have the crack, the banter and stuff like that. You're still around it all the time. So maybe if I didn't have that, I might say something different. But I know it's at this year, I always think, oh, you know what? I'll just get like four freeze fit, so I'm all right. And, and it's bad, but I've done like 20, 30 seconds on the back. I just think, I can't be my vid. I've got a girl who's drinking Rhiannon Dixon, and obviously, female sparring's hard sometimes, so I'll move around with her. But that's, that is all to do. It's not worth the hand wraps for me, Dave. No, yeah. I'll definitely be wrapping my hands longer than I will be um, throwing punches. Totally. That, that's exactly it. Yeah, and I think. I don't, yeah, is it worth it? I don't know. <laughs> Anyone ever call you nice guy boxing, George? No. Never. No, <laughs> and I thought I was quite nice at times, <laughs> but it turns out no, I wasn't. Like, yeah, um, yeah people, people, people wouldn't think I was that nice. Yeah. I always think, like, it's got to be natural. Because <laughs> otherwise, if you, you try should have seen start, him downstairs shouting for a cup of tea. Yeah, Because right? <laughs> <laughs> no, if you start off really nice, and without throwing anyone under the bus, but like, do you know that, that sweet boy next door sort of look? It's like Amir Khan and uh, Anthony Joshua. And they both, as the years went on, they both trash talk. They both come unstuck in that respect. And then he did leave people scratching their head a bit where they're like, well, is he nice or not? Like, what <laughs> yeah, is it? Yeah. I'm yet to see that from you, <laughs> I, I don't know if it is coming or not. I don't know. Oh, it, means a lot. <laughs> it means a lot. I don't know. Everyone. Because if you go through your record as well, there. you have to fight. You have to clean up the domestic scene. You had lots of fights with local guys. Yeah, usually I, that's where the, the trash yeah, needle can kick starts. In. I think without being boring, <laughs> it's just a job, isn't it? It's just a job. Like I was never, thankfully, I never got it stuck on me at a presser. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, if I would have, then probably have to bite back a bit, don't you? I don't know, but I, I was pretty fortunate. It never really got stuck on me like that, head in my face or like that. No, nothing. And it was like, obviously I had a few local derbies and stuff like that, but never saw it. Probably kept the mask up for a bit longer than <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What, what about, not necessarily with your opponent, but with other people in boxing, managers, promoters, even TV it's, guys, yeah. they're rushing you and you're in the change room and you want an extra, and you're in that and you're a few go, right, you've got three minutes, let's go, hold on mate, I won't finish my warm up yet. <laughs> well, do you know what? I, I, what I was probably lucky in that sense, Joe Gallagher used to coach me and, Job upset quite a few people. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So send crawler into it wasn't it. Yeah. yeah, it was a, peacemaker. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, so I just sort of leave him to deal with that. I always remember once fighting him, <laughs> just the way he is. And he ends there and he goes, Uzi, Uzi, Uzi. And he goes, show that they're the ads from the WBO, the WBC. He goes, All right. <laughs> Why they in it? You know? I don't know. It is. It's I'm boring, aren't I? But it's just it is, it's just a job, isn't it? And I always used to think, you know why? Because I just think as well, nine times out of ten, you know a gr like a grudge match, something like you shake hands after it anyway, so don't know, just don't don't be dickheads in the build up, I don't know, but I don't listen it sells doesn't it it sells doesn't but, it but I'd argue it's not boring I'd argue it's very interesting because most people who are in a fight have to sort of generate something or have to have some sort of needle in order to perform yeah. or have a fight but 
Sounds like you were quite the opposite. Oh, honestly, I could have, like, I genuinely mean this one. I could have a brew on the fight day with my opponent. I'm really not bothered that I really wouldn't. And then you just, you have a fight and that moment from sitting down in the change rooms, getting your hands wrapped, you're going there to hurt them, aren't you? You have to come up victorious. If you wanted to have a beer together or whatever, that that's also good. I realised pretty early on it, it, it was just a job. There's a lot of people in boxing. I think, you know, you meet friends for life, but then obviously... There's probably people who you work with who you was close to at the time, whether it be promoters, managers, who once you finish, you're not as close. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's just because you're not a value to them and what. And probably likewise back. Do you mm. know what I mean? And likewise back as well. It's a job. It's a business. And that's what professional boxing is. It's a business, isn't it? So you very much accept that as a matter of fact. Like it's how the boxing world works. If you are of use to someone, then they're much more likely to answer a message. And then, then I if do, you're not. I, I think that like, listen, that's not me. I'm not digging out any promoters here. It's not me happening. Like for instance, for the good part of my career and certainly my best time, Eddie Hearn was, was my promoter. I mean, Eddie, you sound like we could we get on and stuff like that. And like whenever I see him, it's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Or we might do do quite a few of the fight weeks because uh, one of the main sponsors is on. So I'm just chat, just chat like normal. And, but that's it. Like, but we're not, obviously won't speak as much as we used to when I was fighting or out like that. And that's just, I think that's just the game. That's the business, isn't it? Yeah. And that's what, that's what I was saying. Like professional boxing, without a doubt, is a business. I see it where when I've coached fighters now, who were on non-TV shows, they've got to cover their opponent, they've got to put a bit in the pot before they get any kind of wages. That's like where I just got to remind, listen, it's a business and that, that is part of the business, unfortunately. you George, you were always aware of like how you came across and I remember you saying that you used to think, right, well, and this is what I want to convey in this press conference, for instance. Did you ever think... I don't want to be seen as a nice bloke here. Sometimes I'd be aware of like, oh, I'm probably going to come off like an arsehole here. Yeah. You know, I could say something to keep everyone happy, but that was never like the main concern. A lot of time you're trying to be yourself, but you're also doing it for a reason. So like if, I, if I'm trying to get under the guy's skin, I'm doing that for a reason. You know, you don't, I don't just, you know, <laughs> I'm not sitting on the not tube. And then, the coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He orders a latte and I go, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> not surprised, mate. Stay here. So, um, but you saw a value in getting under people's skin. Though. Yeah, I had a value yeah. in getting under people's skin, but it's also a value in, in, in not. not. As much as I don't really care what, the general public kind of think of me. You, obviously, you do because you don't want people to, yeah. to think you're a twat or an arsehole. But and most of the time, I knew that's what was coming across because they either catch you like fight week when you're hungry and tired and yeah. you know stressed, or they put you in the gloves are off and then you got someone in the middle trying to get you to argue. And then if you've got a chance to show a different side to yourself, I mean, it's it's, it's wonderful. Mm. But whether it makes a difference or not, it doesn't matter. You had some big nights, but and some derbies as well. Were there any ones yeah. that got close where you someone really did start to wind you up? Genuinely, when so for instance, when me and John Murray fought, yeah. I remember there was people who'd normally have tickets off me who was buying tickets off John, and and well, likewise, wound me right up. Yeah. and <laughs> likewise, that was just one of those things. But I knew I saw I couldn't get invested in that. Although there was tension, you know, because that's a lot of nervous energy to think and then you're hearing that people are saying things and someone else will let it slip. Oh, he reckons this, you know, and you're thinking, prick, I saw him the other day and he was, <laughs> yeah. you know, he was wishing me all the best and that was just, it is what it is, mm. isn't it? I just, I don't know and it was with that. I mean, at the time, like sort of the evening news, he, he'd called me out. So I was a bit like, I've got to fight him now. <laughs> like, there's no reason for it not to happen. We're both sort of promotional. There's no 
complications there. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd say that was probably as close as it got. Mm. And it's mad and it was like, I think Blackberries was out then. Yeah. Do you remember Blackberries? Yeah, BBM. I was looking at, and they must have not realised that they just didn't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I remember like, you know, you're looking through people's status. <laughs> there's loads of people in, you know, my friends like Team Crawler, Team Crawler. And there's the odd one, Team Murray. Team Murray. I'm like, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why? Well, that's, that was just like, because we knew some of the same people. You couldn't screenshot back then. Nah. You screenshot them to see if they change after the fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there would, no doubt there would have been some fighters who came with a winner and lo- left with a winner, like, no, <laughs> Yeah. matter what but yeah no no I remember like my mate he sponsored John but I'd, I'd knew him for years probably knew him a lot longer than John I remember him just me just going and listen you know I've always sponsored John and you know ah, I feel awkward but I don't want to tell him no and I was going oh, mate don't be stupid and you know he's out of me more. For you. Yeah. yeah yeah I was just like you know it is what it is do you know what I mean it, it was just daft so there was probably a lot of people who felt more awkward than, than me and John to be honest yeah so that was quite that's quite a good experience for you that that said your career to um taste a little bit of people who you assume would have been on your side and maybe not i remember yeah. having with de Gale, you know like where you, exactly, you're a bit you conflicted that, yeah. and there'll be people in the middle and you're like or people you wouldn't know which way they're going to lean beforehand and yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah I didn't have a Blackberry I wish I had a Blackberry but I'd probably, right. I might have drove myself crazy yeah. <laughs> I was looking for updates everyone updating the status every minute and then <laughs> you had this very strong following do you think that came as a result of your personality and being personable outside the room um, I was always around the amateur shows and I used to get good support in the area from a lot of the amateur clubs and stuff like that so I was always around the amateur shows where it would have been but I always helped out with the amateur club so I'd always try and go and watch the lads fight big Manchester United fans so a lot of people then they you attach that to it don't they I think none more so than the very ring we're sitting at here Ricky like the the support he had through a football club was just unbelievable and and at the time and I think I'm sure like Ricky would I think I've heard him say it in the past Manchester City I wish we could go back to those times they wasn't very good back then so Ricky was there Ricky's nights in Vegas and stuff like that was there Champions League nights and everything and although it weren't just City fans with Ricky everyone wasn't it but yeah I was probably being a bit of a local lad I was very lucky very lucky sort of around where I'm from they got behind us they really got behind us it was good like after a fight like the Chinese near us I thought on the Sunday night I thought I was going the Chinese get it and it'd be just full of people who was at the fight and Ever about oh, I'm hung over to death because of you, and I was thinking, man, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't tell you to start drinking <laughs> twelve hours before the fight. But yeah, no, you know, good stuff like that. It was uh, no, it was good. So I think, I think that that helped. I'm trying to remember who told me this, but I was told that you used to deliver tickets on fight day. That was not out of the question for you. No, it's a bit stupid. Really. I won't recommend you, you, it. You used to do that? Yeah. It's on the a bit, Saturday? A bit embarrassing, really, isn't it? It's a bit stupid, but yeah, sometimes on the fight day and stuff like that. Yeah, on the fight day. And sometimes you get people who's coming in from out of town who'd come watching us for a bit and poor younger brother would have to meet. He'd be in, <laughs> be in town with a rucksack and giving tickets out and money and stuff like that uh, on fight day and stuff. But yeah, oh, stupid, really, really stupid. But I felt like if I didn't do that, whether it would have helped me more or not, I don't know. I don't know any different. So Too I nice to say no, Deck. I yeah. don't know. Can't say no. Can't say no. <laughs> Big nights as well. Let's go best one. When you look back now. Best one. I would say um, defending my world title. I fought um, Ismail Barroso. It was a real sort of 
yeah. some atmosphere in there and at the time I was an underdog and yeah because he was a big big he just big knocked puncher. out Kev Ante and yeah. stuff and Kevin Mitchell because what? No, who, who did he knock out Kev Kev Mitchell yeah he, yeah, he had and I sat ringside for it I'd say that was my favourite night the only thing that makes me think about it is my dad wasn't there that night he'd always be there and but he was on there was on like a family holiday and they'd already booked it and I mean I thought oh, no, I can't have my dad flying home and then say get flattened or something like that <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> and I just went oh dad just stay there it's do you know what I mean it's one fight you can watch it watch it over there or something like that like I'd probably say that was my best night I remember drinking after it and you're out and then I remember it being about seven half seven in the morning still up drinking and stuff like that because you know what it's like for the fact the adrenaline's pumping and all that I remember being on the radio on like five live talk sport whichever one it was in about half an hour, I remember from, do you know? Like, <laughs> the angle would just kicked in. I remember getting back to the hotel and like, they was feeding me coffee and stuff like that. It was that, I might have even just been Sky Sport. That's, I don't know, but yeah, it was probably my best night. Yeah, for mm. sure. Can't remember any of the fight. He's too drunk. <laughs> He's like, yeah. How'd it go? Oh, it seems good. What was it like going into a fight like that where it was, he's very, very highly rated, noted puncher? Do, do you think that that cool head that you just had naturally yeah, throughout the I think it have. definitely helped, certainly in that fight because of the tactics but no certainly I think I couldn't fight on emotions in that fight or I probably would have got flattened but like geez, but that's one of my favourites you want to say you know keeping a cool head in a hot kitchen I think you've got to do that just in boxing I think in in many situations in life haven't you you act on emotions on, on a lot of things it can be there can be consequences can't there do you ever fight angry, George? No, tried not to ever mm. fight angry. So I agree with Vivant. You want to be crystal clear, like in your brain waves, and um, you want to be fighting with emotion. You just make you tired as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, all the time it would happen in sparring when you get frustrated, especially when I was younger, things weren't clicking, or someone. You won't be breathing properly. You're getting yeah. all tense up and stuff, yeah. So, yeah, being nice and nice and relaxed and just clear. Always, always served well. George could have probably got away with it a bit more than me because George could really whack where <laughs> don't know if I could knock a drink over so I would oh, have come no. and stuff but yeah uh, no you can't you can't you've got to um, you can't fight on emotions certainly not so was it straight after the Brosa fight with Lenares Lenares yeah. won and no offence but he might be the only other nicer man in boxing oh, than you is a another top guy. nice bloke real nice guy you real two nice were like guy. the two nicest guys in the room he's a super talent and you know technically unbelievable to watch isn't it just ah oh, I just I don't like seeing him lose now to the guy might have been a really good guy if he was 12 and 3 or something like that records they don't mean much do they but he's a good guy actually I remember meeting up with him and his missus at the time over in Vegas went for food he got the bill as well so Did he? yeah <laughs> definitely a nicer guy than me yeah what was that like because at that time he was like right up there pound for pound Linares and yeah. so, so skillful uh, he was he was and especially the second time because even in the first fight I'd come up short but I mean 100% the right man got it but there wasn't loads in, do you know what I mean it was competitive and I genuinely felt at that point I was I was flying and just before he buzzed me in the first fight I genuinely felt like I was getting to him you know sort of distress signals and I thought I'm going to get him here later in the fight buzzed me and then I stayed in the fight but didn't have sort of the same power and it then allowed him to do you know what no I can hurt give him that confidence I can hurt him I could do that again even feeling bad I could do that again in the fight second time though he you know boxed the ears off me but no it, it was good because I remember years I'd watched him years I had a bit of a boxing geek me like I I can remember the first time I seen George fight and you know you would have been about 14 George I think I've told you that before yeah, I know, like, what, what, when was that Ipswich Cop Doc Hotel yep. it was England versus Ireland 
George boxed this lad and um, honestly, he was tough as they come. An Irish lad. George was this just lanky, skinny kid, wasn't he? And he was literally lifting this lad off his feet. Oh, I don't know who he, he might have carried on. It would be interesting to know. I wouldn't know the name. But um, you boxed there, you stopped him. And I remember at the time, I'm sure he was cut or something like that. And you wouldn't have got kids at 14 Dean with the big gloves on, but yeah, George was lifting this kid up <laughs> on his feet. <laughs> that was my first but, first international. Yeah, you boxed that night, didn't I? I yeah. boxed that night. Yeah, I, I won. Like, boys, a bit of a stinker to be honest. Like, <laughs> I felt like I kept getting held all fight and stuff like that. But I got a got a win. But yeah, the England vest that was my first one. So that was your first yeah, one. First as well. one, yeah. yeah. Ipswich. I think he was on Ipswich, that. Night. That's where it was Billy, all happening back then. I was going to say Billy Joe was on that night, but he wasn't. It was do you remember his brother Tommy. I remember he was one who he'd that elite club of four schoolboy titles. Now, Deck, as a former fighter, you can imagine I still like to keep an eye on the fight game. I can imagine, mate. So do I, George. There's fights all across the world these days. Sometimes you just can't find anywhere to watch them. If only there was a solution that meant we had access to the biggest and best fights whenever we wanted to watch them. Well, Deck, there just might be. Ooh. With NordVPN... You can switch your virtual location to a country showing, like you said, the biggest and best sporting events around the world. Not only that, but you can stream your favourite TV shows at the drop of a hat too. Surely to watch the best live sporting events and my favourite TV shows, that's going to cost me a fortune. Well, NordVPN actually helps save some money. Does it? Not to mention your protection against cybercrime. You change your virtual location, sign up for a subscription service via other countries and pay a cheaper rate just for the price of one small coffee a month. But what about if I want to throw in the towel at any time? It's not a problem, Dick, right? Because NordVPN provides you with a risk-free... Risk-free? Risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. That's my kind of guarantee. Yes, check out the link, nordvpn.com forward slash ggbc and get your subscription started today. Use that link and you'll receive huge discounts off NordVPN plan plus a bonus gift. Okay, that sounds like an unmissable deal, George, but I know you, I've, you know, stitched me up in the past. Am I <laughs> safe here? Because that could be the real knockout blow. <laughs> NordVPN is a one-stop shop for all things cybersecurity deck. It is incredibly easy to use, right? Otherwise, obviously, I couldn't use it. And with just one click, you're protected. You don't have to be a tech whiz. And with your NordVPN account, you can have up to six devices protected. I haven't got six devices, but if I did, I'd be buzzing. By I that. mean, that's a Ronald Winky right yes. guard there. Yeah, that really Nothing's is. Nothing's getting through. So let me get this right. With NordVPN, I can watch live sporting events, the best in film and TV from countries around the world, all for the price of a measly little coffee a month, as well as being protected from hackers, malicious sites and pop-ups, which I hate. That is right. Nothing below the belt. Just make sure you use the link, nordvpn.com forward slash GGBC for that huge NordVPN plan discount plus the bonus gift. Talk about Saved by the Bell. You'll never have to miss anything ever again with NordVPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you look back on that first Linares fight, obviously the result didn't go your way, but that was a massive night for the city as well. Yeah, in, it was the, in the arena brilliant. With, with a pound for pounder in there as well. No, it wasn't. I was gutted, like, and because uh, I thought I really thought you know I was going to do it, and I believed if you want to call me that right hand in six or seven, six, I think it was, then I would have got to him that night. That would have been my night. That night I actually fought for the ring magazine. Yeah. So the Rocky belt, as they say, it's beautiful belt, wasn't it? And you know you just. I thought, oh, that was, although I fought for it again a few times, come up short. But yeah, that was probably one of my better performances in my career, even though I come up short because listen, I'm, I'm, I'm honest, like I'm nowhere near as skillful, as talented as Linares. I was good the second time round, but at the same time, I'd, I'd really put in the work, done everything asked of me and he was just a bit too good for me on the night. Both them fights were with Joe Gallagher training. Yeah. Yeah. How was Joe in the build up to the second Lenares fight to the first fight? He, he was very intense. He, I think it's because he just wanted it so bad for me as yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? And But I can't say, listen, I can't start saying, oh, I was overcooked. I was this and that. I wasn't. Lenares had made changes and I, I couldn't deal with him. And that wasn't your last tangle with a pound for pounder either because then you got Lomachenko to deal yeah. with. He was probably even higher on the, up the rankings yeah. when, you, when you fought him. Do you know when, you'll know, George, like there's certain styles and his style was just, I can't even just say it was all wrong for me. I think his style would be wrong for 90% of fighters. Do you know what I mean? How would you prepare for Lomachenko? Well, that was it. Well, do you know what? <laughs> Best mate at the, at the time, he like, he phoned me. Well, I told him, I said, I'm going to get this fight because at the time he's going to fight Richard Comedy, you do it, he's under. So I said, I think I'm going to get this. I'm like, wow, no way. And you know, like I said, watched him for years and stuff like that. And he, he goes, mate, all seriousness, eh? like, how are you going to prepare for him? I'm, like laughing though, going, mate, how are you going to beat him? I started laughing. He said, oh, wow, wow. Who's it, who's it said this, your, your mate said Yeah, one of my best mates. Like, <laughs> and he's going, nah, seriously, mate, what are you going to do though? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you look at his BBM and says, Team Lomachenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team Loma. And uh, I remember him like laughing, going, no, of course, mate, bloody hell, you know, you'll, you'll find the way in like, but then laughing, then the straight away going, nah, it's going to be mad though, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> that might yeah. be a question 
question that you think to yourself, right, I'm going to have to answer this pretty quickly. Yeah. I'm going to have to have a decent I, answer. Yeah. <laughs> so, when I say, someone's going to say about sparring, what sparring am going to yeah, get? Yeah. So, you know, with the sparring, Joe's doing a lot of like different sparring partners and bringing them in different parts around, which probably made sense because he was that unorthodox. That's what I mean. It wasn't just a, oh, he does this, but then he does that. And, and you sort of guesswork, aren't you? But with him, especially, you're guessing and. Other fighters would come in the way, you know, we spun off and stuff like that, getting them to replicate things. Oh, and when I think now, it fries your head because you're trying to think of this, that and this. You know, I was I was known to a lot of people sort of to be tucked up, strong, going forward. I wish I would have done that because I believe I would have had some success rather than next to no success. I might have got ironed out earlier, but I believe I would have had some success. Do you know what I mean? I would have had some success along the way and for a bit oh, that was the hard thing and then I feel like I cut off strength work a little bit too early and, and I'm away as well I reckon that I kept the weight a bit low and I was in unbelievable shape like I remember my body fat was so low but I probably could have had more you know I, I always took a good shot I think throughout my career I always took a good shot from my career but to me I don't know maybe the way he set me up was was thinking that but I wouldn't like my, my punch resistance had gone but I don't know, you know, there are things where I just wish, I wish I would have tucked up and then looked to, do you know what I mean? The fact that I thought, oh, I was never going to out boxing, but if we can get him to overcommit a little bit and then he might start, you know, standing his ground a little bit more. But he just got his range and then I was the one who started having to overcommit and yeah, it was just a really unpleasant experience, <laughs> you know, in there with him. And I also... You had to fly think, for that fight, yeah? I wasn't in the UK either, No, was it? it was in Los Angeles and... Is that the um, Staples Centre? How did you Staples make weight Center. at the end then? So you said you was light No, the I mean, whole I done way it, through. No, I done it easy. Yeah, I done it easy where on on the fight day, Copeland was more or less on the weight by about mm. half a pound. And we had an early weigh-in as well because, do uh, you remember Nipsey Hussle? Yeah. Nipsey, yeah, Nipsey Hussle, rapper. wasn't it? The rapper. Yeah, it was his funeral. Yeah, yeah. It was his funeral on the day. Honestly, you've never seen anything like it. I know I'm going off the finger. He's from here. LA, isn't he? Right, honestly. You've never seen a police presence like it in your life. So the weigh-in was in the morning. It was meant to be in the Staples Centre, but then obviously I got caught. Me and Lomachenko got caught, carted out the Staples Centre. We were just in the back because, well, Nipsey took place. It was like a packed-out Staples Centre for his service. And as you're there, you just seen P. Diddy, like, pull up next to the weigh-in. He's going through the back. The bloody my mates from few junctions, you know, up the road, they're all walking around like hooligans and... <laughs> They was just walking around with like Team Crawler t-shirts on, getting about asking people, yeah, do you know where the weight is, mate? Do you know where the weight is? Because no one could find it. So the weight you were good, but maybe it no, was I a bit No, I think really I should have, I should have hung around at the weight a little bit longer. Do you think that would have helped I had, on the Listen, night? I had, a, I had a, that was the only thing where I was thinking, did that help it fine? But I had a great team around me and I, like you say, I take the book lies with me do you know what I mean? I'm a grown man, and yeah. the fight aside, it was it was a great experience. I think LA is a great place. Well, this might be a strange question, but from as a non-boxer, you say it was an unpleasant experience to fight. What was unpleasant about it? For the first time, even even like the second Lenares fight, which I well lost, for the first time in my career, I felt 
badly out with depth. Like I say, oh, don't wrong, I was getting beat off Linares the second time. Well, but I still had that belief of, you know what, I can go forward, I can, I might be able to work him, might be able to, you know, get a reaction out of him. With him, it was to the point like after, you know, a round or two, I was thinking, what the, f I'm in big trouble here. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how I'm going to turn it around. I think, right, we've got to land something. Then I think, oh, I can't get my feet anywhere near him to land something to turn it around. Never in a million years did it once go through me head where I'd want to quit. Never in a million years that. I don't think I was too proud for that. But I remember thinking, oh God, I'm looking a bit of a twahead. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not looking too clever, do you know? And that was it. That was one of, I don't know, he might show us and turn it again. I think, in fact, I still back him against almost any lightweight. But that was a pretty ruthless Lomachenko that night as well. I believe maybe I made him look like that. Um, bit of bad luck as well, but it is what it is. Do you reckon it's time for the, the best feature we've ever done? First of all, this the reason we've done this feature, and I'll explain how it's going to work in a set, is because of your nickname, Anthony Million Dollar Crawler. Yeah. Now, first of all, tell us the genesis of that nickname, obviously from the song. What came first, the nickname? Or was it you like the song, and or is it just no, the rhyme? The nickname come first from the film. Obviously, it was the rhyme was the main thing, but Million Dollar Baby, yeah. Hilary Swank. The song come out a few years later. Yeah, yeah. Whitney Houston wrote that song for you, didn't she? Yeah. She did. You'd already been pro about four years. Yeah. And that, she saw that you at the Cockthorn Hotel. Yeah, she in did. Ipswich. And for, yeah, one one day yeah. he's gonna um, he's gonna fight him. Really. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. So it meant a lot to me actually. <laughs> I couldn't. I made it to Nipsey Hussle's funeral, but yeah. I didn't make it to Whitney's, Whitney's. which is poor from there. <laughs> We've got a music based quiz. Now this is Ooh. hard one, and that this is what happens when we're in the car for four hours or whatever. Just mind wanders a little bit. Yeah. I don't think it's that hard. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how like, yeah, we'll sharp. See. So the, the the quiz is called Fistful of Crawlers. Fistful of Crawlers. Fistful of crawlers. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got zero connection to the, what the quiz is, but it's yeah. called Fistful of Crawlers. Have you got right. a jingle? Fistful of Crawlers. There's two parts of this question. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a song yeah. or part of a song that you're going to then identify, it's going to include someone's nickname, yep. like Million Dollar Crawler, yep. like that song did. Ooh. And then you have to tell me the boxer. Okay. If you need to, I'll give you a clue on the boxer. Okay. So, yeah, so the equivalent would be we would play like a million dollar bill. Yeah, and yeah. I'd say, who's the fighter? And you'd say, well, fucking Anthony Crawler. So you yeah. go, us million dollar bill, that must be Anthony Crawler. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, got it. So yeah. this is the first one. <laughs> Honey, honey. Yeah. First of all, do you know what the song is? You, you probably have an easy guess. I do you know what? I actually don't know the song title, but I know it. Okay, well, what what and word did you hear primarily there? Sugar. There you go. So, right. what obviously. Could, now, there's well, some options here, but I've yeah, got one in, in That's mind. what I mean. We could go. This one's probably a bit my favourite fighter. It's not that one. One of my favourite fighters it could of be all that time. One. It's not that. When you think of a sugar, some of the old timers might go out there, you. I like Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray Leonard, I've met him and he was like one of my heroes. You going to go over him? Ah, well, it's got to be, listen, it's got to be Robinson, Leonard or Mosley. <gasps> we'll take Mosley. Mosley, it was. Oh, well, that's a good start. Very yeah. good start. I mean, it gets harder, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, ready for this one then. It's not necessarily their ring walks, you're, but you're, it's what their ring walks should have been, yeah, maybe. You'll you know? know this one. Problems I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but the bitch ain't one. Get patrol on the get patrol. Uh, who could that be? Who could that be? <sighs> and if you need a clue... So obviously it's Jay-Z, 99 problems, but... 99 what? Oh, right. Ah, uh, who is it? 
The problem. The nickname. <laughs> the nickname. <laughs> the on, problem. Brother. Oh, God, this is recent. Oh, the problem. Oh, just give me a minute. I've got, this is I got a clue me. for you. Do, do you want it? Do you want yeah, that? give me the clue. I'll get it. Four-weight world champion. Got stopped by Marcos Maidana. He got stopped by? Marcos Maidana, I famously. I thought he got beat by points by Maidana Brona. He's got Adrian it, though. Brona. He got, Adrian Brona, the he got dropped twice, didn't he? He got Very dropped good. twice, yes. Problem solved by yes, Maidana. Problem very solved. good. Okay, this one. Slightly different vibe on the song, but very good one. Hundred dollar. No. Okay, I let's, let's. I do. I know the. I know the tune. I have to wait for this. Let's wait for the first. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it goes on a bit, doesn't oh, it? Is it? I thought it was golden. Right, right, right yeah. Golden. When you think of anything golden, you think of Oscar De La Hoya. Boom! Come <laughs> on! So, yeah. Easy oh, work. I, I should have got that. Okay, Here now this one's slightly harder, but I think you're going to know this song because for some reason I thought I thought you'd know this song. Yeah. Oh, a bit of Wycliffe to you. Just because she dances all the time. It don't make her. Can you remember yep. what the song's called? Just because she dances all No, it don't make <laughs> Can you remember her. this one? Oh, no. Oh, oh, perfect gentleman. Who's the fighter? Ooh, Chris Billum Smith. Boom! Come on. Bam. Now, speaking of which, leads us nicely into this one. This is George's favourite one of the lot. Finger boys. Oh, it's a bit worrying how quick I got that one, eh? Yeah. <laughs> one second he needed. Oh, oh. Can you remember what that song? I wanted to. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Oh, wow. This is where I might struggle here. Let me think. Do you remember um, Naz fighting Tom Johnson? He was yep. called Boom Boom, wasn't he? Yeah. Who would you say to Tom, Tommy, Tommy yeah. Boom Boom Coyle? If it's not Tommy Coyle, yeah. who would you say is the most famous Boom Boom? Boom Boom. Oh, he it's Ray Boom Boom Mancina. Yes. He knows yeah. he's <laughs> Same belt as you, actually. Yeah. From 1982 to 1984. This one should be quite easy. Yeah. We'll see. Miss Dynamite. <laughs> yep. Who's the fighter? Oh, Dynamite. Jesus. You know what? It could be quite easy. Yeah, but you know, first of all, I want his loyalty. Mark Efren calls himself Kid Dynamite. He does. It's not him. I that's know a it's great not. Shout. Yeah, and that's where I'm lost. Do you want? Do you want the clue? Give me the clue, please. London heavyweight with a very talented sister. Um, Daniel Dubois. Yeah. Yes. Daniel easy. Dubois. That was sensational. Performance. That was brilliant. Have yeah. we got time for one more? Because this one's very special. We're going to do a special one. Okay. Oh, Atomic Kitten. <laughs> <laughs> I got that too early again, didn't I? I need to play it cool. <laughs> Two seconds. <laughs> yeah, Atomic Kitten. I can't think of anyone called Kitten, so it's got to be the Atomic. You're I'll, on the right I'll track. I know the girls' names as well. <laughs> Pre or past Ker Paul's Kerry Katona. Yeah, that's so either. Natasha Hamilton wanted it. it was Liz McLaren or something. <laughs> Jenny Frost was Kerry Katona's replacement. Very good point. The point is they were called Atomic Kitten. Yeah, yeah. So now what it's got boxer to be can you... The atomic. I've got a clue for you. Goal, yeah. Won the world heavyweight title by beating Lennox Lewis and oh, lost it against Atomic Frank Bull. Bruno. The Atomic Bull, Oliver McCall. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what a had, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty, That was sensational. Yeah. That was sensational. He started crying in the ring. That was in there, the rematch him. with Lennox when he yeah. lost, when, when Lewis won, won went, the belt back. Vacant yeah, belt. the Atomic Bull. The Atomic Bull, what a performance that, that was. That was so good. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. Fist really full of crawlers. Good. Yes, fist full of crawlers. <laughs> <laughs> fist full of crawlers. <laughs> 
I don't know. I thought I thought the name in the Atomic Kitten band, past and present, was up there as well. Yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty solid. A bonus point bonus points points. for that. Definitely. Yeah. Congratulations, mate. Yeah. yeah, congratulations. That's probably one of the best performances we've had in the club, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. That means a lot of that. <laughs> Even Atomic Kitten. I'm just full of useless information, mate. Honestly, <laughs> that's not useless. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah, you've nailed it on this quiz. So, mate, uh, at the moment you're in the gym. You're now a yep. coach. You're no longer yes. a fighter coach. Who do we need to look out for? Who are you working with? Who's the who's the star of the future? I genuinely thought, and a lot of people thought the same. I thought the girl coach looked very good on the Josh Warren card, Rhiannon Dixon. Bit of an unusual story as well, where never had an amateur fight. She's had seven white collar fights, then coming to she's now had seven professional fights. She's in a good position. I believe sort of in the next year she'll start fighting four titles. And it's about the six fighters I've got. I've got Jake James, James Moorcroft, obviously Brianon, uh, Alex Dilmagani is fighting for a British title. Hopefully, I'm the first champion as a coach. Sir Iqbal, he's talented. I feel like I'm Bobby Faulkner. And my younger brother is now turning professional. Is he? He's in box for seven years. So yeah, he's going to give it a go. And who's training him? He's one of them. Ah, me, unfortunately. <laughs> do you know what? He's one of those people. I'm not just turning for that. He's he's worked hard, but you know when. He's someone who probably needs boxing. He went off the rails a bit for a good few years of his life. Didn't live the way he should have done and a lot of stupid things. And it's given him a lot of focus. And, you know, fair play to him is I never really wanted him to box. I never wanted him to come back into boxing. It's not nice, is it, seeing a family member getting punched? <laughs> but I do now because I've seen how it's changed him. What's his name going to be? William. I know. Yeah, you could, have all sort of, you could have all sorts of fun, couldn't you, with that nickname? But um, yeah, ring what music? I don't know that either. It probably won't leave it up to me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Me. Speaking <laughs> of ring what music, now that we ask yeah. everyone, but I think it goes without saying what your one would be. We ask everyone yeah. that comes on the show to give us a song for our playlist. Is Crawler's already on the playlist? It may be. It may be. Someone might have nicked it already. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But if they haven't, is that the tune that you want on there to represent you or is there another song that gets no, the juices flowing? because you know what? Loads of people, I mean, like say we mentioned me and Whitney was obviously pretty tight. Yeah. God yeah. bless her. But like I got that, I get that many drunken videos every time someone's out and this song comes on. Still, do you know, like when they're out plodding, wake up in the morning and it's three o'clock in the morning and Whitney's belting in some club in town. So, yeah. What you got? What's your you new gym what? banger? Yeah. Not your guilty you know, pleasure. I can't say it's a banger, but do you know what I like? It was banging in the uh, gym last night. Resurrection, Stone Roses. Oh, the Resurrection, Stone there Roses. There we go. That is, Manchester. That is such a good yes. song. And that represents Crawler. Represents yep. a trip up here. Yeah, Love it does, it. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Goes on a bit though, doesn't it? It does. Takes a bit to kick in. As yeah, well. yeah. So if you was having a ring while you'd have to edit it. Yeah, you'd you have would. to edit it a good bit in. And they've got the end bit as well. It goes on for ages. Yes, yeah, I might. Goes on for about eight minutes. Actually. Yeah, it does. That's Ross right. can do a cut job on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just chop. Yeah, there's yeah, we'll a radio that. edit version yeah. on Spotify. I think million yeah. dollar quality, uh, million dollar quality, million dollar bills on there as well. Yeah, perfect. Lovely. Thanks so much for coming on, mate. It's good to see you. Yes. How about that then? How Dag? about that, George? That was that was a big a lot of lot of ground covered there. He is a nice guy, but a genuinely nice guy. Yeah. And what a feature. Yes, the and feature he, was pretty good. Imagine Dag. we'd done that feature and he'd been crap at it. That would have been painful, wouldn't it? But yeah, he really no, knew his no, stuff. No, he knows all his stuff. Yeah. He knows his boxing, knows his music. 
please follow us in the podcast app. And then while you're there, I mean, not there, but while you're on your phone fiddling about, get on the socials, GG Boxing Club on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok, follow that and get in touch. Yes. Send us your stuff, send us your ideas, thoughts, concerns. If you're listening on Spotify, don't forget to check out the playlist, the Ring Walk, yeah. the GGBC Ring Walk. On the subject of music, you can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Can't see it fairer than that. When are we back, Dick? We're back next Wednesday, George, and this one is a stonker. Yeah, he's a monumental figure yeah. in British boxing for the past 30, 40, 40 years, is it? years. 40 years he up to now, yeah. yeah. I don't know what we're going to ask him, though. It's none other than Frank <gasps> Warren. Frank Warren. He was high on the list since the day of the, the doors opened in this club. Former promoter of mine. Yeah. Promoting some of the biggest names in British boxing still today. When I started watching boxing, he was the promoter. Talking about the mid-90s, he was at the top of the tree. And he still is. And now he's still is, yeah. Cannot wait. Hello, friends. George and Deck here. Hello. Quick one from us. There's a new podcast from Crowd Sports that we're really excited about and want to share with you all. Yes, it's called Captains and it's presented by former Wales and British Lions captain Sam Warburton. Sam will be speaking to elite captains and leaders from a whole range of sports. I wonder if we'll have a boxer on. Actually, that's a good point. Is there any role in boxing, George, that resembles a captain or anything like that? Does anyone spring to mind? I'm thinking your old gaffer, Shane McGuigan. That's a trainer, isn't it? That's yeah. a trainer option. Fighter. Well, you've got Dillian White and you've got Anthony Joshua, who are both fighters, but both have an array of fighters underneath their professional yeah. banner. So are they a captain? Yeah. Anthony Joshua is he the captain of British boxing. He seems like it at one point, maybe not so much anymore. Anyway, getting off topic. Captain shares the stories, insights and experiences of world-class sports people and explores how they succeeded and the obstacles they overcame. So whether you're looking for motivation or life's lessons or you just love a good story, this is the podcast for you. We'll play you the trailer now, and to find the full podcast, you can hit the link in the episode description or search for Captains with Sam Warburton in your favourite podcast app right about now. You should do it. It is really good. It's a banger. I'm Sam Warburton, and this is Captains, a new podcast that gives you the inside story on how the most successful teams come together, grow, and ultimately win. I know I'm not the best golfer ever played the game. I know I'm not the best captain that ever captains, but I do feel that like I moved it to a new level. Each episode, I speak to the biggest names in sport as we compare notes and share stories about what it's really like to wear the armband at the highest level. I was dead behind the eyes. I never thought I'd play for England again, let alone captain them again. And that for me was darkest I ever got. We'll hear about the good times, just before I lifted the trophy, I closed my eyes and then lift it and sometimes I do reflect and I think, did it really happen? <laughs> and the bad. One of the only times I've ever broken down, just cried in, in the interview. Armband on, headphones in. Listen to Captains with me, Sam Warburton, on your favourite podcast app. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.